Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. So I am with Emma Lindley, and I actually said her surname right, and that never, ever happens. And as typical in the FinTech Five podcast, I'm hiding in a hall that I'm not supposed to be at the Hilton at London Bridge. So we're just going to... Tower Bridge. London Bridge? Where the hell are we? I don't even know. We're hiding together. That's the We're hiding. Yeah, we're <laughs> hiding behind uh, a fire door, which is you're never supposed to do in the UK. Emma, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Yes. Besides hiding in the hall at the tower. Besides hiding the hallway with you. So we're, um, we're working on digital identity. Um, we are working with a whole bunch of companies, um, both in and outside of the um, financial services space, looking at digital transformation. I know that's a hugely overused term, but we're looking at how digital identity um, can underpin digital transformation um, and really improve customer journey, help organizations comply with regulations and really be the, you know, the, the plumbing, I think, that digital transformation can be built on top of. If you look at Emma's uh, profile, which we'll obviously post links to this, you'll see that when it comes to identity, that whole concept, she gets to be a subject matter expert, folks. Just get past it. Um, so I'm going to just dive right into this question because we started talking about it, but now I'm going to give you a platform to just give your opinion. Identity, blockchain, I'm walking away. Go ahead. Thanks for that, Sam. Uh, yes, we were just talking about this earlier, um, and I think that there's a lot of, um, I mean, there is a huge amount of hype about blockchain, um, and I think there's a lot of talk about how blockchain could be used in the identity context. Um, and I think when I talk about blockchain, I think about distributed ledgers um, and all of the different variants. You know, there's uh, the Swirls that's come out, which is hashtag, which is, you know, a variant of, of distributed ledger. Um, and I think it, it kind of, makes sense to me why people would be looking at blockchain distributed ledger in the context of identity because um, you know you are able to um, distribute the data it's able to be more secure and and that type of thing I guess the challenge I have with it really is um, that there's a lot more to identity than than blockchain is no than no no come on <laughs> um, blockchain solves everything uh you know and i think when i think about identity i break it down into a number we break it down into a number of component parts um you know you've got uh, a number of different elements you've got the attributes um which are you know things like uh, personal data so things like people's names people's addresses uh people's dates of birth passport information driving license information so you know those are the attributes that make up somebody's um, somebody's identity, um, health information about them, that type of thing. Then you've got attribute verification, so actually getting those those attributes verified making sure that those attributes are real. Then you've got the authentication part, um, which is making, which is then um, applying an authentication methodology to a, set, uh, to a set of attributes, which allows that set of attributes to be able to be authenticated. And then there's the authorization, which allows the individual to go on to do other stuff. Um, and I guess the, the thing, the challenge I have with, with blockchain being this all-encompassing answer to identity is it only answers some part of that. And there is a lot of concern other considerations, you know, around identity attributes, um, identity attribute verification, the blockchain doesn't answer. 
And I think there's another big question around blockchain, around things like privacy. Um, you know, we've got in the Europe, we've got the general data protection regulation come in. How are we going to do um, right to be forgotten, which is under GDPR, on something which is an immutable ledger? How are we, what, what's the commercial considerations around blockchain in relation to identity? So those attributes... You know, there's lots of companies out there, LexisNexis, you know, Experian, Equifax, making money out of those attributes and selling them to the banks, for example, for identity verification. Well, how is blockchain, how was the commercial considerations around blockchain, if they're going to be distributing those attributes um, or the verification of them, how do those companies actually then still have a commercial model? So I think there's still a lot of gnarly, difficult questions that we need to answer before we can say that it, you know, that it is the all-encompassing answer to identity. Um, I certainly am very, very excited about what blockchain can do. Um, and certainly I'm excited about what it can do in identity, but I think we need to get down to some real use cases and understand what problem it is it can actually solve. So you're actually saying identity is complicated. You use the word gnarly, which <laughs> as an American, I'm so pleased that you did that. My favorite part of you in that rant you just went on is you can't see this folks. Again, we're hiding in a little hall. You're staring off in the distance as if just depressed as hell. <laughs> When you were giving that speech. I was thinking deeply. That's my deep thinking look. <laughs> oh, your partner. I can only imagine when you just start to look away, they're probably like, oh, God, what did I do? All right, we're down to the last minute. This is rapid fire. I'm going to ask you questions just off the top of your head. Cool. All right. So you're just coming off maternity leave, right? I am. I am, yes. So uh, I had a baby 17 weeks ago. So when's the last time you actually slept through a night? 18 weeks ago. <laughs> no, I think it might be but worse than that, actually. I think it might be like six months ago, something like that. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so I'm pretty tired. What is – I've got to ask this. So I've, I've got a lot of kids. I've got four, but it's been a while. What is it like running a company in, you know, in an uncomplicated, gnarly business like Identity, having the children at home – um, I don't. You don't live in London, do you? I do live in London. Oh, you yeah. do. I do live in London. Yeah. So you don't have to take like an hour train ride in and out. Oh no, it still takes an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the average. I think the this average. Is London, right? <laughs> yeah, the average commute time in London, I believe, is fifty minutes one way. So that's eight hours a week. That's a one working day a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So. So it was the nursery actually done on time. Uh, well, we actually have um, somebody who comes to the house to look after our baby. All right, we're done. All right, so whatever. Uh, good for them. Where can we learn more about the work that you're doing? Uh, so, yeah, our website um, is www.innovateidentity.com. We're also innovate underscore ID on Twitter. Um, or you can go to the Open Identity Exchange website where there's a whole bunch of our white papers as well. And I've had multiple people tell me that she is actually one of the best in this space. So there you go, folks. You learned something new today. Thank you. Oh.